Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. It was very late at night. I was sitting outside on a rock. As Stan said, I showed him the rock when he came to my home. And I was just thinking, what did I do? I was crying so my family wouldn't see me. And all of a sudden, I saw a light coming towards me. When I saw the light, I thought it was a car. Because in Romania and in Italy, they always try to run me over with cars. So I thought, they found me here too. But it was not a car. The light surrounded me. And out of the light I heard the same voice. It was the same angel. Dimitri, why are you so despaired? Why did you punish me so harshly? What did I do? Why couldn't you let me stay in prison? But my family would have had a home. I don't have a bed to let my head down on. Why was I brought here? Dimitri, I brought you to this country because this country will burn. So why did you bring me here to burn? Why didn't you let me die in jail in my own country? He said, Dimitri, be quiet. Get beside me. I don't know what the device was, but he pulled me beside him and he showed me all of California. Do you see what I've shown you? This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. Their sins have reached God and God has decided to punish them by fire. He came and showed me Las Vegas. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah and one day it will burn. He came and showed me New York. This is New York. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day it will burn. And then he showed me Florida. This is Florida. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. And in one day it will burn. You've been listening to the Wake Up America message with Dimitri Dudeman. For a copy of this very important message, please go to our website at handofhelp.com. Never before in the history of our country has our nation been in more jeopardy than now. Please order a copy of the video Wake Up America at the handhelp.com website and get the warning out while we still have time. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia, and I hope this is coming through. Uh, It was a last-minute thing. Uh, I was having a difficult time signing up to Skype, Uh, but we're here. We made it Uh, by by the skin of our teeth, by the hairs of our chinny-chin-chin. We are with you once more. And uh, as always, I mean, there's, there's always something to talk about. Why? Because uh, these are the days that we're living in. Uh, there's, there's a couple of things that are uh, really troublesome uh, that, that I've noticed. Uh, one of them being 
this current administration trying to prepare people for quote-unquote delays in election outcomes in a couple of days. What is it? Five days away. The midterms are five days away. Now I know there's some of you, oh, why are you talking about elections? No, sir. Look, uh, for the first time in uh, history, this generation and the past generation since the inception of uh, this constitutional republic, has a say in whom their Caesar is. There's always going to be a Caesar, okay? So uh, if you don't want to avail yourself of that, if you don't want to vote, uh, if you think everyone except for you and your neighbor are evil, evil people, okay? But then you forfeit the right to complain about who won, who lost, and the damage that they've done to the country. If, If you can't be bothered to vote, Not for the best choice, but for the lesser of two evils if it comes to that. I know that some of them, nope, it's got to be Jesus. Well, Jesus isn't on the ballot. I'm sorry to break the news. I know it hurts. When when I go in to vote in a couple days, I'm going to look. And if Jesus is on the ballot, guess what? He gets my vote. Even my neighbor Jeff, he's a decent guy, family man. Even if Jeff's on the ballot, I'd vote for him. But for us to say, well, if it's not a perfect man, then it's not worth me going and taking the five minutes to go and cast the ballot. Uh, even if you do, that's, that's the thing. I can't, I can't wholeheartedly say, go, well, you go vote because it will make a difference. Right now, the administration is gaslighting this United States. By telling people, don't expect the results the night of the election. Remember they did that in 2020? Well, you shouldn't be expecting the results on that night. Apparently, the, the further along time we go, the dumber we get. Because you used to know when, when who won that night on a presidential level, on a national level. On that night, the night of the election, you'd go, yep, all right, this person won, this person lost. And then, sure, there would be back and forth. There was the hanging Chad thing in Florida with, who was it, Al Gore? I don't know, some forgotten relic who got rich off of people's stupidity. That's what they do. They get into politics to make money because it's the only way they can see themselves to making money because, well, entrepreneurship or ingenuity – uh, they at least they're smart enough to acknowledge that they have neither of those things. Okay, so you got to give them that. Now uh, we're we're already being gaslighted and told that don't expect results the night of elections. All right, however long it takes us to manufacture votes that will tip the election in our favor is how long it'll take. That's not what Mr. Robinette Biden said outright. But that's pretty much what he was insinuating. And right now, there's a lot of people running on the Democrat ticket that are breathing a sigh of relief. Pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage. It is black. It is hot. uh, With with no sugar or any other substance that would uh, make my mental faculties erode. I know. I still drink Diet Pepsi. 
but why? I because I do. It's extra calorie. It's sugar. I'd rather have like a spoonful of honey with some mineral water. It's it's a European thing. I know some of you are like, oh, that's disgusting. Now I have another reason to not like you. Trust me, some raw honey. And like a, a mineral water chaser is the best I can put it. That's what we used to do back in the day. Uh, my uncle had uh, bees. And uh, every time we'd go visit, uh, my uncle being, let's see, da, 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 my grandpa's brother. Every time we'd go visit, that was the tradition. We'd sit down and we'd each get a dish of honey and mineral water. And, and you'd, you'd take a spoonful of honey and then you'd chase it with the mineral water. I, honestly, it tastes better than Pepsi. And it's probably better for you. Just saying. So, anyway, back to what we were discussing. We're already being told that the elections, uh, we're not going to know the results of the elections the night of the election, which is preposterous. I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to say, you know, there were a billion, 200 million votes cast, uh, and every vote needs to count. At some point, uh, they're, they're going to jump the shark, and they're probably going to have more people uh, casting ballots than there are citizens in that particular state. Because right now, they're shameless. And uh, in Brazil, uh, they, they tried to pull a Biden, as it were, uh, and the people were smart enough not to go along with it. Right now, uh, Brazil is on the brink of civil war because they tried to pull a Biden and the people knew better. That's, that's the thing. See, that's, 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 that's the, the, the bone I have to pick with the average American citizen. You knew better, and you still kept your mouth shut. You knew better, and you still didn't say a thing, because I, I don't want the hassle. The Brazilians don't care. They're like, no, we know this guy didn't win. He's a ledge. We should have said the same thing. We know this guy didn't win. He wonders what's in his diaper half the time. Is it pudding or isn't it? So stop. We, we, we keep telling ourselves we're the baddest, we're the bravest, we're the coolest. Yeah. The Brazilians just parked their trucks on the highway and said, nope, we're not going to go for this. We do not believe it. Same thing that happened in 2020. 83 million people were said to have voted by, for somebody that, that, that is mentally deficient. Come on. More popular than Obama. But nobody said a thing. There was a few people, and they were very quickly silenced. And then uh, we were told that in order to come together and uh, find a way through this uncertainty, we have to acknowledge that the election was fair. Ba, 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 no. It wasn't. They cheated. They got away with it. And right now they're going to try the same thing with the primaries. I know some of you are very excited because every other article you see, red, red wave, red tsunami, red hurricane. Eh. I'd wait until after the night of the elections to see how many results come in the night of and how many dragged on for weeks and weeks until finally, as if by magic, as if by the hand of Providence itself, 
the Democrat contender wins by three votes. Never mind that in certain districts it was, what, 170% turnout. Nobody cares about that. Don't be a sore loser. Just shut up and go along. But but, they had to come out and do this because some people, why would he give a speech like this? Because they understand how insane the idea of them winning is. When you look at what's happening in the economy, when you look at what's happening uh, with, with world relations, when you look at what's happening in every area of the nation, except that one dude that dresses like a chick that got to visit the White House. And even he probably feels uncomfortable if Joe Biden tried to smell his hair thinking it was a girl. I'm just saying, I know, you're thinking to yourself, but Mike, talk about relevant things. These are relevant things. I told you two years ago, if they got away with a presidential election, I don't hold out hope for the midterms. Local elections, if they were able to swindle a national election and the media played their part as the propaganda wing, trying to browbeat and shame every single person that said a thing, well, it doesn't make sense, though. I mean, look, 300,000 votes in Milwaukee County? At 3 a.m.? How does that happen? People that we were told aren't smart enough to get IDs and driver's licenses evidently went out in droves and and voted for themselves and their grandmas and their dead uncles. Tyrone and Cletus and all of them going back to 1882. So stop. At least be mad enough to say you cheated. You got away with it. And if you got away with that one, you're probably going to get away with this one. And I'm telling you, all, all, all this pie in the sky, uh, you know, we're going to do it this time. That's every two years we're going to do it until we don't and we wonder how we didn't. You know why? Because they cheat. And by the time investigations take place, by the time the whole ball of cotton is unraveled, It doesn't matter anymore. They're already two years, three years into their term. Oh, you lied to get elected? So what? I'm still elected, still in office, finishing out my term. So you know what? I I, I understand. Some of you are getting very excited. I'm seeing the emails. Brother Mike, we're going to turn this one around. Uh, Allow me to be Thomas for a second and say, I shall believe it. When I see it, I know Thomas who doubting Thomas, you know, show me. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm still going to do my civic duty. I have to. But uh, we got a lot of headwinds. And and, and the way this speech was framed last night. Just prepare yourself for a lot of disingenuous hanky panky stuff. This is what they do. Look, what normal person in their right mind with their faculties intact would vote for a continuation of this nonsense? People who thought they were going to retire happy and and, and cherub-like with a fat account and a vacation home are looking at their depleted savings going, what happened? Well... 
the man in the diaper happened. And uh, it's only going to get worse. Because uh, I don't, somebody told you. Do you remember? I remember. Somebody told you the Fed wasn't done hiking interest rates. And there was one person that wrote to me and goes, you know what, they're going to have to protect the retail investor at some point. Are they? Are they really? Guess what? Fed hikes interest rates 0.75% as it struggles against highest inflation in decades. Because this is, this is the razor's edge they have to walk. And uh, I'm sorry, they're not smart enough to walk it. They, they, they have to stop inflation getting out of hand while not increasing interest rates enough to stall out the economy altogether. I, if, if you're going to want to buy a home in 2023 or 2024, you're going to be looking at 10% mortgage rate. 10%. It was, what, 3% two years ago or a year ago, whatever it was. 7%, comparatively speaking, that's, that's, that's a heavy lift, kids. Most people are living on a budget so tight that if their kids want to stick a gum, they have to sell something on eBay to buy it. They can't afford, what, almost triple their mortgage rate? Because some people do have arms, and some people do go, well, you know, uh, what is the introductory rate of 0.2% and then... Uh, whatever the annual is in five years. If you think homelessness is bad now, give it a minute. If you think people displaced from their homes is bad now, give it a minute. And these people understand what they've done. They don't care. They're using every dirty trick in the book to try to squeak this one through. What was it last week? Nancy talked Paul Pelosi into taking some hammers to the face? Do you see that one? I, Mike, we shouldn't laugh at other people's misery. These people are better protected than the Pope. You're telling me that people with round-the-clock security somehow got a, a homeless individual, I guess, or somebody to come into Paul Pelosi's home and play hammers? Give me a break. Don't believe everything you hear. I get, honestly, I would pay for the pay-per-view to see the conversation that went on between Nancy and Paul. Uh, dear, uh, you, you're going to have to step up. I'm willing to help. What is it, honey? Do you need money? No, Paul, not money. Money won't cut it. We could just say we're, you know, budgeting another third world nation a few billion bucks and we can get money that way. It's something more extreme. You don't mean a Jeffrey, do you? Oh, no, no, dear. Faking your own suicide wouldn't help this matter. No. Something less final, perhaps. Uh, what is it then, Nancy? How about a hammer to the face? And even with all it look. The, the, the guy lived in Berkeley on a bus with Black Lives Matter signs everywhere. With, 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 with uh, what is it, kill uh, capitalism and all this stuff. Yes, he was, he was a right-winger, all right. His MAGA hat was, was stapled to his forehead. 
stop yourselves. Again, somebody, I don't know who, but somebody, told you that the worse things get, the more politicians are likely to become targets of violence. How did I know this? Well, because it's, there's precedent to it. At the most extreme, you're going to have the let them eat cake moment. When it gets real bloody real quick, these people don't understand. So it was only a matter of time before politicians felt, quote unquote, unsafe. It's all fun and games until you don't have food on the table to feed your kids and then, eh, you know what, not so much fun and games anymore. The Federal Reserve launched another sortie against the fastest inflation in four decades on Wednesday, approving the fourth straight supervised rate increase and signaling more increases were likely in the months ahead. I know, but what was it? The same guy, the same guy that is now raising interest rates as fast as he possibly can said that inflation was transitory and nothing to worry about 16 months ago. And back then I told you, the only thing transitory was the bean burrito he ate the previous night. Everything else is sticking. I know, American prophetic. Maybe the pink-haired lady should have me on. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm not going to go on, but it'd be fun to refuse. Any hootie. Fed officials agreed Wednesday to lift the benchmark federal funds rate by three-quarters of a percentage point to a range between 375 and 4%. The highest since January 2008. Uh, I, I know that, you know, long-term memory is a horrible thing for most people, but do you remember what happened in uh, 2008? Think back. That's right, the real estate crisis, stock market crash, Lehman Brothers, all that good jazz. That's what happened in 2008. Now, back then, all you had was the real estate and mortgage crisis. Now you have the auto loan crisis on top of that. Then you have a lot of hedge funds that are over leveraged, somewhat 100 to 1, that are playing with old people's pensions as though they were in Las Vegas and they bet it all on black over and over again. Uh, you have uh, credit card debt. I know everybody was getting free money for the last few years, for what, two years. And somehow credit card debt has exploded to all-time highs by, I think it's like $90 billion or some ridiculous number. So the free money people were getting wasn't being used to pay down their debt. They just spent it on rims and stuff. And now everything's going up in price, Not you know, the necessary things are going up in price. I've seen milk as high as 750 for a half gallon. Granted, it's grass-fed, organic. You know, somebody walks the cow every morning. They tell the cow she's pretty. You know, uh, they, they, they have like a Joel Osteen moment where, you know, this is my body. I'm happy with it. I produce the nicest milk, whatever. Uh, but still, for a half gallon of milk, 750 is, is, is a nice chunk of change. 
I've seen eggs for eight bucks a dozen. And again, it's the special chickens that get massaged and, and, and they actually get fed real food, uh, organic grass-fed. I know you look at it and go, hey, some people can afford it, I guess. I don't know. God bless them. But they spent the money they got for free. They maxed out their credit cards. And now every staple that is required for sustenance and survival has gone up in price. Whether water, electricity, eggs, meat, milk, whatever. I know, milk was never meant to be drunken. I, I've had that conversation. Can we stop? Please, For I can't. I'm getting older and my fuse is getting shorter. And one of these days, because that's, that's the latest thing that I've had to contend with, believe it or not. Why are you letting your children drink milk? Milk was never meant to be drunk. If it's good enough for the calf, anyway, please. There's so many other things. I, that's, to me, that's like on par with the aliens thing. I know some of you get excited about it. I just can't. Because before the aliens come to save you, you'll be glowing in the dark from nuclear war. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. The Fed statement indicated more hikes ahead, but appeared to leave room for the Fed to slow the pace of rate hikes at future meetings while the Fed watches for delayed effects of already enacted rate increases. Uh, because I used to be an interpreter, I will interpret what this means. Huh. We don't know what this is going to do. So we're going to wait and see what it does and then act accordingly. This is the Fed. These are the people that are supposed to map out the economic future of the nation. This is what they mean by that. We're waiting to see what it does. We're just going to keep pumping out interest rate hikes, and then uh, after a minute, when we don't see any reaction, we'll, we'll just wait for a bit. See, maybe there's a delayed reaction. You think there will be? Unbelievable. In determining the pace of future increases in the target range, the committee will take into action or account the cumulative tightening of monetary policy that lags which, with which monetary policy affects economic activity and inflation and economic and financial development. Uh, allow me to translate once more. Word salad, word salad. We don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully the word salad is enough to pacify you. Uh, so yeah, another interest rate hike. So uh, put a fork in the real estate market because uh, inflation is not going to slow down. I know that we all wanted to. But inflation is not slowing down. And so... If inflation is not slowing down, neither is uh, the interest rate hike um, that the Fed has to do. So it's, it's going to, I'm not even, look, I, there's, there's no saving this economy. It hasn't bottomed, it won't bottom for some time. And a lot of people are already hurting. Imagine what they will be going through in six months, in eight months, in 12 months, 
if this continues at the pace it has. But have no fear. It's, it's not about your well-being. It's not about the economy. It's not about how much interest you pay on a mortgage. Because uh, there's, there, there's plenty of cubicles for you and your family to rent and be content in renting. That way, uh, when you die, you have nothing to leave your children, no home, no assets. They could just take over the rent of your cubicle for you, cremate your body, and do as you did for 30 years, go to work, come home, and wait to die. This is their hope. This is, this is the entire plan. They want to make this country and every other into China. Little worker bees, oh, little worker bees, that's it. Nothing to enjoy, not even a plant. Why would you have a plant in your home? You have to take care of it. You don't want to take care of everything. Come on, man. You want to devote all your time and effort into going to work. And that way, you won't notice that you're getting older and more tired and more irritable and bones are starting to creak. And you've got nothing left in the tank. And you have nothing to show for all the time that you put in. But the boss's new Rolls Royce show is nice, isn't it? I've been telling you for the longest time, it's not a, a Democrat and Republican issue. Some like the way things are going. Some like the way things are. Some are unwilling to allow for the idea that you should have a voice. Because to be frank, they let you have a voice. When was it? In 2016. And they didn't like what you had to say. That's not going to happen again, kids. You're, and again, I don't, I don't want to be pessimistic and I don't want to be one of those people, but I have to tell you the reality of the way I see things playing out. At this juncture, I wouldn't be surprised even if Fetterman wins his race. Yes, the guy that had a stroke. And I heard a, a, a genius line by... What was it? Dr. Phil of all people. I know. Feel free to laugh. But he said something very telling. He said, of course I wouldn't get on a plane if John Fetterman was the pilot. Let that sink in. Because you're, you're, you're hoping to elect this man to, to the office of senator. He's going to run policy and determine tax and everything else. And if you wouldn't trust him to fly a plane you're on, you shouldn't trust him with your livelihood for the next four years. But I'm getting the sneaking suspicion that unless these people see what's happening in Brazil and back off, uh, this, this may actually happen here. Paul's hammers to the face wasn't enough. Unless they see, and, and, and I don't... They're not that smart. I'll just put it out there. 
They're not smart enough to see what's coming if they do this two election cycles in a row. They are not smart enough. They're so full of themselves, like, what was it? Swalwell said, we got nukes. Yes, you do, Mr. Swalwell, you got nukes. That's, that's the level of lunacy we're dealing with. These people aren't intelligent. They're not the best and brightest. They're just buffoons who knew how to kiss butt well enough to get elected. They know they're morons. You think they're going to give up power that easily? But perhaps, by some miracle, and not none of the new school, the old guard, the people that have been around a minute, the Nancys, maybe they'll go, uh, we should, we should uh, pull back on that throttle for a minute, because uh, the peasants are getting angry. They've sharpened the pitchforks, and they've lit the torches, and maybe, maybe we shouldn't cheat every election. I don't see it happening. I, I think that the speech last night by uh, your commander-in-chief uh, was very telling. I don't expect results until the results are what we expect. <laughs> and most people, because they, they're, they're, they're too busy trying to get weed legalized, I don't know. They're going to go, well, I, I, they told us this would happen. I mean, uh, stop. Look, they, they tried to push the, the COVID thing again. Then they tried to push monkeypox, hoping that, you know, it would scare enough people to stay home so we can do the mail-in voting again. People are, people are dead to it now. It doesn't matter. You can could, you could have lepers walking around. People are dead to it. You can't. Psychologically, you've emptied people's reserve of, of, of having the ability to fear, and they're more concerned with the idea of not having enough to eat than catching the sniffles. Today, I ran across this. Hold on. Let me sip from my coffee and we'll talk. Be forewarned. And again, they were hoping... They were hoping that it would spread to heterosexual people. But apparently monkeypox has stayed within a certain demographic. I'm not going to say what demographic is. That's homophobic. No, it's not. It's the truth. Monkeypox is spread by intercourse of the homosexual variety. I didn't make it up. And they were hoping, they were hoping against all. They're like... Please, please, please. And, and one poor kid got it in Texas. That should be investigated as to how. But other than that, it, it hasn't crossed over. Now, monkeypox, uh, Reuters from London tells us, can spread before symptoms appear, British researchers said on Wednesday, providing the first evidence indicating the virus can be transmitted this way. It was previously thought that monkeypox was almost entirely spread by people who were already sick, although pre-symptomatic transmission had not been ruled out and some routine screening had picked up cases without symptoms. Monkeypox, it's racist to call it monkeypox too now. What are we going to call it? I, I didn't name it. I'm just reading a news article. 
But this is why we don't do the YouTube thing anymore. Every time you say something that, that is not in line with the narrative, boom, you get a strike. You're like, ah, forget it. It's not worth it. And a lot of people have come to that conclusion. Monkeypox, a relatively mild viral illness that is endemic in several countries in Western and Central Africa, exploded around the world. Earlier this year with outbreaks in dozens of countries where it has never previously appeared. Now, see again. Language matters. It didn't explode. 78,000 people got it. That's not an explosion. Stop being a pervert and you won't get monkeypox. There you go. That's what the CDC should say. Stop being perverted and you're fine. There have been almost 78,000 confirmed cases and 36 deaths. 36. All right. If, if we're going to shut down the world for 36 deaths now, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. We don't, we don't deserve civilization. 36 people died in America from eating too much fried chicken yesterday. So let's, can we please, can we please not overreact to every single little thing? Because this is what they're hoping. They're hoping people continue to overreact. But they also realize, and again, some, some of them are smarter than others. Uh, <laughs> what was it I read the other day? Uh, it was, uh, well, you know, we should just let bygones be bygones about that whole COVID thing. We should bury the hatchet. These are the same people who were very outspoken in saying that if you refuse to get the clot shot, you should be refused medical intervention and allowed to die. So now that we didn't die, even though you called for our death, we should just hug and make up. You wished for my death. I didn't die just to spite you. And now you want to go back to evens. No, 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 no. But they're realizing they've lost the narrative. Only so many times you can tell people millions are dying and everybody you know is still around. So now they're pulling back on the throttle until the next thing. Because if you think these people have had a change of heart, stop. And, and for those of you that start with the, well, you know, we're supposed to forgive, walk away. This is not for you. We're supposed, to be, we're supposed to forgive people that show true remorse, that sin against us, not people that want you dead for political reasons. Can we stop being so childish? Same thing with the voting thing. I can't believe you like Ron DeSantis. He was for the shot. You know what? He didn't try to force it down my throat. He didn't say it should be mandated. And he opened his state long before anyone else. I know. Well, I just can't. You have, you have lost all of my respect. I, I'm sure that Nephilim Hunter 69 uh, is, uh, is, is somebody I should consider making amends with but eh i got things to do today i got a kid with the sniffles my wife has to go and 
measure a home, so I only have so much time. Making friends with Nephilim Hunter 69, not, not in my priorities, but thank you anyway. So, what can we expect in the next couple of weeks? Let's see, today's the third. Ooh, the midterms will have already been over by the next program. Can you believe that? Not, 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 not the actual results. Let, let's put it that way, because if uh, Mr. Robinette Biden came out and said this, they're going to drag this thing out like the 2016 elections. It doesn't matter how much how many votes ahead the Republican is at the end of the night by January of 2023, the Democrat will be up by a hundred votes. And if you dare question it, if you dare say anything other than, well, you know, we have to abide by the free and fair election, uh, then you're an enemy of the state. You don't, you don't, you, you want to kill democracy. That's their thing. They always, they always get so hyperbolic that there's nowhere to go from the things that spew out of their mouths. Everybody's Hitler and everybody wants to kill democracy. Where do you go from there? Never mind that our policies ruin the nation. Never mind that kids are going hungry. Never mind that you can't pay your electric bill anymore. Democracy will die. democracy will die look I hope they don't pull it off Uh, I I hope enough people get out there and and do their civic duty as a citizen where it'll be obvious what they attempted to do because if you have you know if there's 3 million people in a state and you've got 5 million ballots cast, it should raise some concern. But even then, come out, well, every vote has to be counted. We have, we, have to, it, it does, it, we have to count every vote. Otherwise, democracy dies. Nazis, Nazis, democracy dies. And, and to a certain extent, it's our fault because we, we gave these people credence. Things fell out of their mouth holes, and rather than ignore them or shove their teeth back down their throat, we gave them credence. Now, who is it? Remember that that goofy kid that, oh, how dare you? Now she's uh, calling for the overthrow of capitalism. Who is it? Uh, Greta Thunberg. Yes, the, the Rhodes Scholar that is, Greta Thunberg. Now she's calling for the end of capitalism and the capitalist system because it's oppressive and racist. Look, we're already making our way back to the Stone Age. We're raising a generation of kids that are more concerned about whether or not they identify as an opposite gender than they are about whether they know what three times three is. Because I'm concerned about my kids' education, so I look into statistics. I look into these things. Okay, my daughter at this juncture reads at a higher level than 87% of the entire Milwaukee school district. Let that sink in. My daughter's eight. 
This includes all high schoolers from, uh, what was it, uh, junior high on up. She reads at a more prolific level than 87% of the entire Milwaukee school district. 66 or 68% of the entire school district does not have a second grade aptitude in reading. Almost 48% of those are illiterate. But yes, we, we really should overthrow capitalism because that's what the problem is. The problem is people getting a fair day's wage for a fair day's work. But it's not fair. It should be $1,000 an hour. You agreed to the sum when you took the job. If you weren't happy with it, you could have gone somewhere else and somebody else would have offered you more. But then again, somebody may have offered you less. Let that sink in. So here we are. The elections are less than a week away. And I'm hoping. Right now, it's, it's, it's just a, a matter of time. It's how much longer can we drag this dead cat along. I, I don't want to see what I know will happen in this country eventually. So this is why I'm hoping that the powers that be see what's happening in Brazil and realize there's only so much corruption that the average citizen will overlook before they take matters into their own hands. Do I hope that there's a red tsunami, as some people say? I I do. Not because they're Republicans, but because at least, for the most part, they're sane. I'm not, my, right now the bar is set very low for yours truly. I'm not looking for genius. I'm just looking for sane. I'm just looking for somebody that's willing to stand there and go, nope, men cannot get pregnant. I'm not asking for much. Just a little sanity. And if you can prove to me that at least you're sane and that you stand for life, and that obvious lunacy is obvious lunacy, no matter how many people go, but yes, they can. Then all right, you have my vote. I know you're not Jesus, and I don't expect you to be. Now, if Jesus ever runs, he's got my vote. But you know what? Given the way things are going in this country and the world, I would wager that Jesus wouldn't even get 90% of the church's vote. So let that sink in. I know self-righteousness is is alluring. It it soothes us in so many ways. Not even 90%, half. I'd be surprised if half the church would vote for Jesus. Because this is what the church has become. it's, It's about allowances. And if Jesus ran, he'd have to run on a platform of complete pro-life, no abortion whatsoever. And you have, look at how many pastors and churches and deaconesses and, uh, what is it, Uh, hold on, priestesses and uh, 
all of these just made up names that intone authority, but there really isn't any. You were just smarter than the other dumb ladies and gave yourself a title and now you're supposed to be a queen of something. Look how many of them are a rabid when it comes to, well, Jesus would be pro-choice. Shut up. No, he wouldn't. No, let's let's not lie to each other. It's abomination to kill a child in the womb. A defenseless baby. It's murder. Call it what it is. You can't have it both ways. But you've got pastors and deaconesses and all these other people defending baby murder. But yeah, well, if Jesus would run, he'd win. No, I don't know. For me, it would be a toss-up if he'd win. He'd get my vote, certainly. But will he get the rest of the church's vote? And if Jesus wouldn't get the church's vote, what kind of church is it anyway? Huh? That's, see, we're, we're getting into some uh, dangerous territory, aren't we? When the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Hmm. Good question, isn't it? Open-ended. Left unanswered. Jesus didn't conclusively say one way or the other. Will he find faith on the earth? Look, we, we, we need to be wise. I know wisdom is a precious commodity nowadays, but it can also be free. If you're willing to submit to the authority of wisdom. When the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? I, I don't know. See, because at a certain point, you have to bring this thing down to the individual level. I understand a lot of people are still uh, hopeful that the phoenix shall rise again and America will be restored. I'm at the point where I'm like Joshua. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Other people choose to do? Well, that's holy on them. They will answer for the choices they make. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You can't drag an entire nation to heaven behind you. I know it, it, it's tempting. But it can't be done. When a nation chooses rebellion, when a nation chooses defiance, when a nation chooses hedonism, when a nation chooses sin, when it rejects truth wholesale and embraces the lie, You have to divest yourself, decouple yourself from the nation and go your own way. And say, though the nation might be doing this, I will serve the Lord. I I can't even tell you how long it's been. Every other program, I keep telling you, it's going to get worse. 
And every time it gets worse, and I have to repeat myself, it's going to get worse. And there's only one constant. There's only one individual that you could go to, no matter how bad it gets. And that is Christ. See, there, there, there isn't a cutoff. There isn't a point where Jesus says, well, I, I can help you out this far, but no further. It, it's gotten so bad that even I can't do anything about it. That's the beauty of the cross. That's the beauty of service. That's the beauty of being under the shadow of his wing. It doesn't matter how bad it gets around you. God is still able to protect you and keep you and provide for you. So why do I keep reminding you that it's going to get worse? Because if your expectation is that tomorrow it gets better and instead it gets worse, at some point, bitterness will find a home in your heart. And it's not that Jesus said it was going to get better. Jesus said the opposite. But you believed men, spoke in Jesus' name, and he transferred the authority that Jesus has that should be exclusively his to the men that lied to you and then blamed Jesus for not doing what the men said he would do. Hmm? Whose fault is it? Is it Jesus' fault that he didn't back up the claims of the lady with the pink hair? Huh? Should we blame him because she got it so wrong? Or should we stop listening to her because she spoke in the flesh and what she spoke wasn't prophetic, it was wishful thinking? So, there's some food for thought. I know, you thought we were going to go this, this whole hour without any nugget of wisdom so profound that you wonder if I am only 47 years old. Uh, yep, that's all I am. But, but I think like an 80-year-old and not one with dementia, huh? Anyway, thanks for being with us. May God bless you. May God keep you. Uh, there's a train going by, so if you haven't heard a train in a while, there it is. But, Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. All right. Thank you, Mike. Ezekiel fourteen twelve to 14. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, if a land sins against me by acting unfaithfully, and I stretch out my hand against it to cut off its supply of food, to send famine upon it, to cut it off from man and beast, then even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, their righteousness could deliver only themselves, declares the Lord God. That's how bad uh, things can get when people rebel against the Lord. And pray for next Tuesday's election. Uh, We definitely believe, as Mike spoke, that uh, they will try to steal votes, steal elections, We really have to pray that people will be bold and strong and vote anyways. Get out the vote. Vote for the preborn. Vote for traditional marriage and the values that matter. Surely we pray that when they show us where theft was done, hopefully there'll be such a pushback against it that it'll be exposed, etc., 
Um, in Wisconsin here, we pray enough people vote to overcome the theft amount that they may try to do. For governor, I met Tim Michaels running for governor, and he definitely loves the Lord. Him and his wife, Barbara, wonderful people. Uh, definitely loves Jesus. We're praying for Senator Nass. Definitely loves the Lord. And for enough voters, the percentage, the church, conservative people to get out and vote, overwhelmingly, numerically, where it will be more than they can cheat. That's the prayer, at least, in our state. Uh, we do believe they have stolen elections in Wisconsin, without a doubt, as Mike said, Governor Walker's election. That definitely was a stolen election from him. We surely believe theft happened a lot uh, with the 2020 election. And there's proof. I have many friends and leadership in Wisconsin. We have lots of proof of ballot harvesting, the nursing home ballot harvesting, the uh, 200 and some thousand people still on voter rolls that are dead or don't live in Wisconsin, the uh, confined to home harvesting of ballots, just a lot of theft. And we pray for Michigan, Wisconsin. We pray, God, help enough people to vote, enough people. The church could get out way beyond the percentages that they have gone out and voted. It's been low. It's been surprisingly low. Or evangelicals vote for candidates that are pro-abortion, like Mike said. They are for wicked values that are against God and against the Bible and against the church. But as Mike said, he's going to vote anyways. God bless him. We're going to vote anyways. The word out. And let's pray for God to help us be strong, bold, and not lethargic or apathetic enough to get out and vote and pray for change. Thank you so much for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are all.